Your home for live commentary and the greatest hits. Gold Sport. It's business time. It's business time. It's Business time right now on the show, catching up with Phil O'Reilly, who's all over the world at the moment. Phil, good morning. Where are you at the moment? Mate, I'm in Singapore today. Lovely, lovely warm day here and uh, a good day head off to Vietnam tomorrow. So we'll talk about that, no doubt. All right. Okay. Let's uh, first up, I see with people traveling around the place, I see the Australian Prime Minister is about to visit China and the Chinese have announced the removal of tariffs on Aussie wine. Now, how does that affect us? Well, it's interesting that because there's there's two themes, I think, that are very important for people in New Zealand to understand about all that. Firstly, of course, China is a red wine market, and uh, you can guarantee all those Aussie wine producers, I see Penfolds actually said this publicly, they'll be piling back into the Chinese market. So if you're a New Zealand red wine producer, all of a sudden, I suspect the Aussies will be back, boots and all, to try and reclaim some lost ground. But the wider point for New Zealand more generally is that China sees trade as a very political issue. They they don't see trade as being something that, uh, that that the rules necessarily follow, even though they're members of the WTO. So the fact is that China introduced all these tariffs on wine and a bunch of other stuff as as a matter of uh, of kind of protest and and political pressure on the Morrison uh, uh, Liberal government in Australia. And now they've got a government that's that's dealing with them a little bit better. Whether you agree with that or not, they're they're reducing and removing those tariffs. That for New Zealand, that means that we can't take China as a market like every other market. They could do the same to us if they didn't like something we were doing. goes back to the point we've talked about a bit in the past about making sure that if you're an exporter, you've got China Plus. Don't, don't not be in China if you want to be, but make sure you've got some options because uh, if you're dealing just in China, then you're vulnerable to those kinds of political tariffs from time to time. So some big lessons on the, on the upside for Aussie wine producers there, but also for us as well as we look at China as a market. The other thing I want to touch on too, the hotel industry a few days ago called for accommodation tariffs every time someone stays in New Zealand accommodation. Now, why on earth would they be doing that, Phil? Yeah, isn't it? So it really struck me reading this article that uh, here we have hoteliers in New Zealand calling uh, to, uh, calling on the government to make hotel rooms more expensive to stay in. Why would they be doing that? Well, there's a big court case between Auckland Council and Auckland Hotels over whether or not councils could charge them differential rating because they're hotels and, and the, the, the council won that uh, debate in the, in the in the courts just a few months ago and the incoming national governments talked about the potential for bed taxes uh, you know, there's a common around the world where if you stay in a hotel as a tourist or a Kiwi, you pay a bit of a fee and that goes to, for example, tourism infrastructure. And what the hotel, what the hotel people now are saying in New Zealand is look, if we are going to do that, let's make, that, make sure that's a national solution so we don't have a whole bunch of different bed taxes being charged by different councils. And let's make sure it also applies not just to hotels, but also to motels, to camper vans, to Airbnb and so on. And I actually think that's a very sensible solution because it is a bit of user pays. I mean, I'm one of, the, I'm one of those New Zealanders who stays in a lot of hotels, but generally speaking, you know, hotels are stayed in by tourists and so on in New Zealand. And so, you know, it's, I think it's sensible that they might pay something of a fee uh, for the kind of infrastructure that they use, public toilets, uh, you know, other tourism infrastructure of one sort or another. So I think it is quite a sensible solution and, and marks uh, potentially, hopefully, some sort of uh, consistent solution throughout New Zealand. So good for them for taking the bull by the horns and saying, hey, let's get on and do this. 
All right, so you mentioned you're in Singapore at the moment. You're on uh, your way to Vietnam. How are things uh, looking up there at the moment? Well, it's just great to be back in, in Southeast Asia. I mean, this is the largest uh, growing part of the, of the world, massively important to New Zealand. And uh, during the time I'm here, I'll be visiting with uh, Singaporean and Vietnamese business people and business organisations as well as politicians. And it's very clear that New Zealand is held in very high regard. Singapore and New Zealand, for example, have some of the closest relationships of any two countries on earth. So, you know, just fantastic to be up and, and reminding yourself of just the growth opportunities that are here and the goodwill that New Zealand has. So if you're an exporter and you haven't been to Vietnam, get on a plane and go. You'll be amazed at the opportunities in a place like that. And, of course, Singapore, even though they call themselves developing, actually a wealthier country than New Zealand. So big opportunities here as well, and I know a number of exporters take good advantage of that. So great to be in Southeast Asia. Yeah, Singapore's a beautiful place, that's for sure. Just the same, you went there a couple of weeks ago when the Grand Prix was on. Exactly. And, of course, on Sunday morning, we've got the World Cup final, the All Blacks against South Africa. How do you see that one playing out, Phil? Mate, I feel such a traitor. I didn't even get, expect them to get past Ireland. So uh, <laughs> when, they, when I saw them play against Ireland, I thought, that's a World Cup winning team right there, that last five minutes. I, like every New Zealand, I was shouting at the <laughs> No doubt, like everybody else was shouting like a loon at them. But uh, no, I think, they'll, I think they'll win. And if uh, that uh, South African hooker, for example, is not playing, then, then our chances get even bigger. But uh, I'll say this to you, they need to be ahead by more than a penalty with a minute to go. That, uh, that, uh, that those, those penalty kickers, South Africa will kick it from anywhere. So... They need to be ahead by a few points coming into the last 60 seconds, I think. But I think they'll make it. You're so right. Hey, thanks for giving up your valuable time, Phil. Enjoy Southeast Asia. Pleasure. See you, mate. Phil O'Reilly from Iron Duke Partners here on Gold Sport. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.